Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Before we get started, I just wanted to encourage you to go listen to the last episode. I know you're missing at least two episodes in the feed, and that's because I have put both of the episode both of those sections of the podcast on pause. One for technical reasons, that's a weekly news show. The voice generator I was using went and jumped off a bridge and it's not the same thing it used to be it's like it, it was a day and night thing like they just updated and all of a sudden oops everything gone so i am on the hunt for how to make that thing in a way that's much more sustainable and i'm not quite relying on a generator that will just vanish but the sunday edition i I'm taking a break from because it, I felt like it was getting away from what I wanted it to be, which was much more thoughtful and much more introspective about wider things in anime and the anime industry. And it, it was, it was, it was happening every week, but it wasn't, and it, and since it's become also a, a video podcast, which you can, a YouTube channel edition i want to do something i want to do stuff a little bit more expansive a little bit less low budget if you will so i'm i'm per that stuff is percolating in my brain constantly so just know that but if you're looking for something to listen to might i suggest the last as he stalls the last episode which was all about music videos because I and I did that because mostly be, that way because I am putting the Sunday edition on pause. But music videos are like an odd thing in in anime watching culture because they are so pervasive. But they're also like not a thing that fits cleanly into any one series. So I wanted to, and they're also not anime endings. They're openings. They're their own thing. So I wanted to do an episode devoted to that so definitely go check out that episode it will be the previous one in the feed now without further ado let's get right down to what we're talking about this week and that's a little movie from 2022 called one piece film red anime considered Radio. Now, if you weren't around for the kind of promotion of One Piece Film Red, it was promoted in several interesting ways that end up being interesting odd choices and i let me start out by that by saying this i like the first half of this movie the first half of this film was genuine fun one piece movie fun akin to something like strong world which i believe i've talked about before and if i haven't talked about strong world on here before it rules uh, also akin to something that's in the same 
vain as this is, which is One Piece Films Old, which is just a fun time. Like, that film is just a fun time. But there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an anime movie problem, especially a shonen anime movie problem. Actually, it's really exclusively shonen anime movie problem. In that, oftentimes these films have to happen siloed off because you can't have these massive stakes and then just go back to the story you were just in. And so you need to kind of section something off and say, it lives over here. Like, we know you love these characters. We know you love this world. We're going to tell, with these characters, a, a separate adventure story for a contained thing. And it needs to, and that story needs to start and end within the, like, section of this thing. That has changed recently. You have things like Mugen Train from Demon Slayer, where they took a whole arc, and they just adapted it into a film, and that acts as a as a arc in the overall story that they can refer back to. Now, to, to do that and to deal with it, they also did like a short season, which I think is kind of a cheap move. Um, make people watch your movie, you cowards. That was essentially the Mugen Train film stretched out over, like, I think six or seven episodes. But that was mostly for continuity's sake. So, like, if you went looking for a thing, you could just watch the whole thing. And then there's something like Jujutsu Kaisen. And Jujutsu Kaisen's deal became that they were always going to... They were always going. They were. They were always going to take the the the, the actual first chapter, Jujutsu Kaisen, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, and that was always going to be a film. They were always going to make a movie out of that, and it worked really well because it contained itself by being this one contained story and chapter that they could just take and run with for a whole film, and. It, they laid the seed for that in the first season. I just talked about Jujutsu Kaisen because its, its second season is currently running and it's great and all that stuff. Go watch Jujutsu Kaisen. It's kind of the anti-hype show. Like, people are hyping it up. But because it keeps proving itself again and again with its concept and story and its art and all this other stuff. But if you watch the first season of that show, they, ref they refer to Utah the main character of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero all the time. They just do. And they're like, oh, you're not him? That's disappointing. Oh, I really like Yuta. Oh, I slightly have a deep-seated, very important thing for this dude. And that lets you, that hints you into this guy you're not seeing. And if you read the manga, you know that guy eventually shows back up in the main story. They eventually do loop that all the way around. And the original first chapter, the original like test chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen was all about him. And then they just, they resolved his story with a knight bow and they moved on to, to Yuji Itadori and the, that whole cast. So what you have there is you have what you have in both the 
Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and in Demon Slayer Mugen Train is an attempt to deal with the shonen, the shonen manga slash shonen action movie problem in anime, which is you have to contain these stories. You have to have the like Naruto blood prison, Naruto the last kind of problem every time you make one of these stories. If you've never seen, so this is the last like out of One Piece example I'll give, but if you've never seen Naruto the last, it's an interesting thing because it seeks to rewrite the whole of Naruto and Hinata's relationship. It seeks to re rewrite the past, essentially, and give and create a context for them getting married at the end of Naruto, which ultimately leads into them having two kids. One's Himawari and the other is Boruto and leads into Boruto and blah, 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 blah. But the problem is they have the whole fucking rest of Naruto. They have the whole, like, they have the whole non-courtship non that is Hinata having just the biggest shy girl crush, Doki Doki Goes My Heart crush on Naruto at all times and not doing much about it until the pain arc. And the pain arc is where they pay off, like, Hinata's feelings about Naruto. And then you have this movie that's, like, trying to tell you, oh, there was always a relationship there. There was always, you know, there was always feelings of affection on both sides. You just didn't see it. Motherfucker, we spent 299 episodes or some shit. I think 199, but it felt like 299 at the end there. With these preteen morons. How did we not see that? Come on! And... That... That is probably the most blatant example I can think of in, like, the Naruto universe. The rest of them are pretty... Self-contained, almost expertly, stories about, like, oh, in the land of snow, and they have that whole thing. In the land, in all of these other things, they have all of these other moments. And there's like 14 Naruto movies. There's like 15 One Piece movies. But my point is that this, most shonen movies have this problem of they need to contain the story so they don't mess with the narrative in the main show. Because they want the box office number. They want to give fans the opportunity to go, you know, support the show at the box office and make that sweet, sweet ticket money. But they don't want to fuck everything up on the way there. And if modern shonen has learned anything from old school shonen, it has learned, in many cases, assume that there will be a film made. A, like, section off something so you can make a film. And if you look at Mugen Train, if you look at Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, those two arcs in... The original source material are really tailor-made for either a short season or 
a mid-season arc or a film. And that's what's happened to both of them. Um, in the case of Mugen Train, it got both a short season and a film. In the case of Jujutsu Kaisen, Jujutsu Kaisen's Zero was converted pretty directly just into a movie. And that may, and as seasoned anime watcher, very seasoned anime watcher, I'm old, y'all. If I've learned anything from Otaku, from Otaku Anonymous podcast with um, MC Hammer Twenty Three and Danny Mata, I'm old now. Thanks, guys. I was around. I watched Wolf Rain when it aired originally in 2006. I'm the old guy. But if I've if I've grown to like anything, it's that you can have these movies from these properties that are connected. They are the at they they are additive to the world in a way that n- n- many other shonen action shows just refuse to be out of the necessity of maintaining a storyline. Both Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer said. Oh no, like, these are mainline things, don't worry about it, they fit, like, we are, we've released them in this chronology for a reason, and even more to the point with Jujutsu Kaisen, they are going, they're going at the, they're going through the chronology of the actual manga, like, they're kind of going page for page to a certain extent, because it all... It all makes sense. Like, the, the timeline of the first anime, the film, and now the second season all fits together. It all, it's informing everything and wrapping it, and kind of wrapping everything up quite nicely. But the, even with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero acting as a prequel, essentially, in the anime timeline. But, that's my big that's one of my biggest problems with these kinds of moves with things like one piece film red is they can't they can't take big they can't make big steps they can't they can't have they can't promise you things in ways that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero definitely did so in the marketing if you have a storyline that is in any way in any way alludes to something, the marketing tends to go wild. It tends to go so wide. And that's the case with One Piece. And One Piece has a huge fan base. I I'm not an idiot in terms of programming. I know people will listen to this. At least at least my normal amount, which I'm not gonna tell you what that is, because I I know it, but Anyway, the they made some promises. They made some claims about this movie that are just not true. They're, they're just not true. If you haven't seen One Piece Film Red and you're looking forward to seeing a fight, it probably doesn't happen. It probably just doesn't happen. And if you haven't seen One Piece Film Red, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'll... I'm going to get into spoilers and talk about it, but suffice it to say, they the, this film 
pulls a lot of tricks, and I, I think it does it particular in a pretty okay way because Oda was at the helm for this movie's for writing this movie to sidestep the place in the One Piece world it came out into. And but I don't think it does it as well as Film Gold. So Film Gold, I've talked about on this show, does the like self-contained movie thing very well in that it introduces and and this is the th- and the same thing is true of Strong World. Strong World also does this particularly well. It both One Piece movies introduce and dispatch with their own like a their own cast of characters that you've never seen before, but you also never need to see again. The cast of Film Gold is gone. It's just gone. Doesn't matter. The cat the um Inushiki from from Strong World gone. Doesn't matter. It, it it's not important. <laughs> and that Seems odd when you stop and think about it, but it's also very intentional. I believe both of those are written by Oda. I think, I think that this just got away from everybody. But before we get that, let's do a quick recap of the film. So the movie opens with Luffy and the gang getting to getting to an getting to this island for. This massive concert, this massive concert being held, being put on by by a idol in the age of pirates named Uda, and Uda's whole thing is she wants to be an idol to bring people joy because pirates have really fucked up the world. Like the age of pirates has really messed up just normal people's lives, and what it in in. In ways that, like, the show seriously doesn't focus on all the time, but does give you pieces in the background to realize. So, if you've, ever, if you've seen the very beginning parts of One Piece, especially Usopp's arc, you know that pirates can be real bastards. But what you don't think about is you don't think about, like, most pirates in this world are real bastards. Like, the lovable... Like, Luffy and the gang are, like, a lovable bunch of, like, anti anti-capitalist, government-fighting weirdos. But by and large, even the world government has covered for people like Terra like Further Law, like Shanks, and they've done a lot of bad shit. They may not have killed people, but they've taken a lot of stuff. And in Law's case, he just killed a person. Like, if you've seen, and I've talked about One Piece Film Z on here, if you've seen that movie... Like, that is a direct consequence of some shit law pulled in the past. And that happens off-screen and before you've ever met him. So there's bad stuff happening constantly. This is a world that is not super stable, that requires, like... That, that essentially the world government is taking advantage of, but also the pirates are taking advantage of. And... So Uda is trying to be a kind of escapist thing for the world. Or that's what she claims. And 
So every so every so there's tons there's millions of people at this concert, and it's pretty quickly revealed that what that Luffy knows, and the reason why that is is because Luffy is Shanks' daughter. Now here's why I want to pause for just a second here. When Shanks is presented initially, he's presented as just a lovable, fun, easygoing pirate captain. And you see that he holds that throughout the throughout the throughout the lore of the show. He's considered to be one of the four warlords of the sea and like super powerful, but he's also this kind of fun-loving guy who sacrificed his arm for a young kid who ultimately ate the gum gum fruit and became and wants to be king of the pirates. But He'd never seen, he's like, this daughter is kind of invented for this movie. She's invented for this movie, and I don't think you'll ever see her again. And that, it just, that feels odd, because they recontextualize the past to fit her in, essentially, from what I can tell. And I could be wrong, I'm not, I, One Piece is not necessarily my area of expertise, Past Marine Ford, I just kind of dabble, but there's just so much there. I I've got I've got a real world job. Like I've got I can't spend all my time on it. <laughs> but actually, past the time skip, the time skip is where it lost me. Once they made all the female characters way uncomfortably sexy in my mind, it kind of lost me. But so the. So it's already recontextualized the path to create a new character. It's given her a devil fruit power, the Sing Sing fruit, which, in the plot, basically splits realities. It basically, in the plot, you basically, like the the entire the entire almost the entire cast is basically inceptioned into another world. Which means they all fall asleep on this big deserted island where the concert's happening. And they come up with all this stuff. And right up until they reveal that the... That this is what the Sing Sing Fruit does. You're pretty totally on board. It makes sense. Like, it, it makes some amount of sense. You're willing to accept it. It's fun. Uda is fun. She's cute as hell she's you know she she is it, it is the introduction of idol culture it is the like layering of idol culture on top of one piece it is capturing a lot of eyeballs but once they get into dealing with shanks and once they deal in with getting dealing with his motivations and all this other stuff it starts to be kind of shaky and it starts to feel weird. It starts to feel like it could have never happened. And and that's true of a lot of storylines. Like it's like this shit could have never happened. It should have never happened. Like people are uniquely awful. People are uniquely uh, are are kind in cruel ways. The whole nine. But it 
it starts to lose you or lost me at the point at which you realize like this is a schism in reality. Like Luffy, like the the fun world that we saw it, as soon as she started singing, there was a break made. And the break became once you hear her sing, your 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 mind is then trapped in the sing sing world. The alternate dream dimension that she has complete control over. Or almost complete control over. And then they introduce the idea of a big bad, which is the Demon King. And this is where they start to strain the... This is where they start to, like, do a lot of near misses. Which is, they have to have parody and attacks, and like they all have to attack both the Demon King in the real world and the and the Sing Sing world at the same time in order to defeat it and merge worlds back together. And you know, Shanks is on one side, Luffy's on the other side. And the so, I want to talk about the big spoiler here. So spoiler alert. So so far, actually, spoiler alert should have occurred to you. A while ago. But so far I've only given you the basic plot. This movie was pitched to the general public. Was hyped as hell to the general public. As. Oh. Shank is holding. Shanks is holding his daughter hostage on an island. And Luffy is trying to free Shanks daughter. And this become This is the schism between the two of them for a movie. That was what was pitched. That is not what you get. That, whether that movie would have worked, whether that would have worked out, who the fuck knows? But we won't know because that movie never existed. They just had enough footage to make it feel like that. And they produced enough posters that make it feel like that. You look at the thing, you look at the poster for Film Red, and it looks like, Luffy versus Shanks for the, for this girl. Like, that's not what it is at all. That is in no way, at all, what this film is. And watching it, by the end, I'm like, why did they pitch it like that? And the answer is because the second half of the movie is a mess on some level. It is... It is slightly inventing things to, like, give you emotional heartstrings that they can tug. It is losing its... It is, like, holding on to its continuity both too loosely and too tightly. It is... It is using all of these characters but not using them well enough. So, in One Piece Film Z, you... They, they open this they open the film by you going to this like to this kind of fantastic island and you see Aokiji and in that film they use Aokiji kind of the way he should be used in a film like it makes sense and in this film they they kind of just force characters into it 
to serve the plot. And it, it always feels weird. Like one of the admirals is just there. Like two of the admirals are just there. A third one is essentially not there, but he's on the phone all the time. And it's just... It just doesn't... And I've seen a bunch of One Piece movies. I've seen, I've seen the original story ones, essentially. But the thing I always liked about the original story ones is they feel... They feel consequential in a necessarily contained way. This is true of Strong World. This is true of film and film gold. This doesn't. It doesn't. It it, it feels like this is an earth-shattering thing, and so many people who are very important showed up here that it it needs to fit into the continuity somehow. <laughs> And it just doesn't. It it, it, it doesn't, and it kind of can't. And the one thing I will say of Film Gold, that it did something similar to this one, which is like a cheap use of a celestial dragon. And I know the celestial dragons are supposed, the celestials are supposed to be kind of like hyper-rich, snobby morons, but like these... Like, they keep using them like this, and it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel, it, it feels like they're adding a layer of importance to the story, but they're not. Like, the celestial dragons in film gold are used well, but they're not, they're not necessary. Same thing as the celestial dragon who's in film red. And like I said, I had a fun time watching this. This was just a fun time. And I but I think that and I I'm I'm in my mute in my thinking about the Sunday edition shows. I am thinking about how I want to like expand on this and I will expand on this eventually. But I think the hype got away from this thing. And I think something similar happened to Gear 5. I, I watched the Gear 5. I watched the episode with Gear 5. Everybody was so obsessed with, like... Or at least the marketing engine was trying to get people so obsessed about Gear 5. And one of the things that I think I love the most about Jujutsu Kaisen is... That thing poisons its own well so hard by making it so difficult to contextualize it as this big hyped thing. Just the marketing engine of the anime that the anime industry now has doesn't quite know what to do with it, so it just doesn't. Like Jujutsu Kaisen comes out and like everybody loves it and like Jujutsu Kaisen Threads account is promoting it constantly which by the way follow me on Threads but the thing just gets to come out and do its thing it's not it's not this like overwrought marketing like marketing machine thing that's what the but that's what the promotion for film red felt like it felt like it would you know what it felt like it felt like 
I was constantly seeing promos for a boxing match. I don't know if you've ever seen promos for a boxing match, but they feel very much like the advertising campaign for Film Red. It was like, Sunday, 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 Luffy versus Shanks for the fate of the world and this girl. Like, And that's not what it was. But because they kind of hinged everything on that, it was never going to be that, and so it was always going to be a little weird. And so there's a great... The great line from Entourage, which is, can you sell a, can you sell a terrible movie? And, um, I, I think, so the context here is they, Vince and the gang have done Queen's Boulevard with Billy Walsh, an insane director who's a character in this thing. I forget who played him, but they... That thing is a mega hit. It's like it star it it creates stars out of everybody who touched it, basically, it, and an even bigger star Vince. And they want to they all want to make another movie, so they accept this script for this film called Medellin, which is this thing about which is this dramatization of Pablo Escobar's life. And it is terrible. Like, the movie is bad. It is just bad. It's not, like, even, like, elevated acting like they do for all the clips of Queen's Boulevard that you see. It's just bad. It's just bad. It, and it's, like, it's well-produced. But one of the things... One, one of the things they do is they show, is they show the film... To, to their agent, Ari, played by Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven's like, oh, fuck, that thing's bad. And E, and e the character E, is like, yeah, I know. And he's like, I can't sell this movie. And E's like, can you sell a trailer? And he's like, well, how good's the trailer? And the trailer is excellent. And Ari is full on like, I can sell this trailer, motherfucker. I can do that. We can get this thing distribution. We can get our hands out of this nonsense. And I think that's the scenario One Piece Film Red found itself in. Because is, is One Piece Film Red bad? No. It's just not. It's not. It, it's unfortunate that it features so much of so much that it ties in so hard to the original property. And I think it ties in so hard to the original property because it was trying to compete with things like Mugen Train and and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which have become kind of the gold standards of what people want out of their anime, out of their big budget anime tie-in movies. They want something that links back. But... They either didn't want to or couldn't do it here. So they didn't. But they also tried to. And you end with like a thing that doesn't feel like... It felt like Shanks could have been a different character. It felt like they could have used different ancillary side characters outside of the Straw Hat crew 
to get to the same point. And with a character like Shanks, you're, like, devaluing him by doing something like that with that character because he has such importance to the story. He he is a really pivotal pivotal character and presence in the world. It it feels it feels like a waste to use him the way they use this character when they could have done something like a Cagliostro scenario, done something like they could have done something so much more self-contained and it would have still worked, but it wouldn't have been, um, it wouldn't have felt so messy. And it's, it's just, and I, I want to be clear here. I don't think that One Piece needs, that the One Piece films need to compete with something like Jujutsu Kaisen or Mugen, or Mugen Train. I think Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is incredible. I think Mugen Train is an adaptation that they did twice, that they end up doing twice. I think that Mugen Train's presence is marred by the presence of a seven-episode essentially non-OVA OVA that they felt the need to do to have something out for people to watch, which is just the most like if you're gonna if you're gonna split the difference, that's the worst way to do it. Because what what Jujutsu Kaisen pulled off was Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is it pulled off a scenario in which you need to watch it. It is part of the canon. It is not an outs it is not coloring outside of the lines. In fact, if you want to if you were to start Jujutsu Kaisen from scratch, never seen it before, then you should watch it first, and then you should watch the first episode of the show and the rest of the show. Because chrono chronologically, that's how it works. That's really interesting. What Mugen Train did was it attempted to do that, but in, with complete cr chronological awareness and not like make a prequel and then it just made another seven episodes it, it took that same story and split it across seven episodes essentially because they could and they wanted to keep people's eyeballs open but i don't i don't and and clearly i think that the Jujutsu kaisen version of that is superior but i don't think that self-contained show like almost jump fiesta like movies need to go away i think that they have they have i think they certainly have a formula that's usually a princess to save in this case is uta in the case of clash in the land of snow it was the starlet lady in the case of a lot of them there's like in the case of memories of nobody which i talked about it's What's their faith? The 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 hollow girl, or the um, nobody girl, and actually that's another great example. If you look at Memories of Nobody, that's a beautiful film. <laughs> it's a beautiful film that has like an expression of ennui in it that is haunting at the end. But 
and like masterful animation and like that that memories of nobody is kind of bleach at its fucking best in a lot of ways it, in the same way that like the south in your blood war arc is getting to be right now memories of nobody was that before the south in your blood war arc it feels that good to watch and it managed to be contained and informative and you understand and they, they even come up with a narrative reason why it's never referred back to here they don't do that here they don't try and write themselves out of that hole but like it's not And I want to be clear, like, this didn't do anything that was so technically bad that you, by seeing it, you've, like, irrevocably fucked yourself on One Piece. That's not true. It, it just didn't, it just didn't stick the landing. And it was a weird flight in the middle there, too. Plane took off, great. Took off like a champ. But didn't didn't get very far before shit got weird. And with this also being, I think, the most recent One Piece film, especially before what they did with Gear Five. Which, if you uh, first off, once again, I think the hype got a, is getting away from a lot of anime stuff, and I plan on talking about that in the Sunday edition in the future. But what they did, like, absent the, like, hype of it, what they did with Gear with the Gear 5 episode that just happened, that, like, Crash Cruncher and blah, 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 the stuff you expected it to do, was so much fun. It's so goofy. It's, like, full-on Looney Tunes. It's hilarious. It's the best. But that... That's because they were allowed to have fun and mess around in-universe. And even people who have talked about Gear 5 and, like, it's like the reveal episodes coming up, it's like, why are we so hyped for this? We're going to have to, like, it's going to be here for six episodes and then forever afterwards. It's not like it's a, a thing that's happening and then going away. It's a thing that will always be here. It it was always part of the plan. People like it because the because it's almost because the market it's a marker of where you are in the in the story. And I think that in the next One Piece movie, whatever that next movie is, they need to be really careful with the. With the treatment of the story, because I, I think this one got away from them. In a way in a way that none of the other self-contained original films have. This one felt weird by the end. Whereas something like Strong World doesn't feel was something like Film Gold, fun. It it it's not 
I don't think it was like. I don't think that all the puzzle pieces were considered well enough before they put the puzzle together. If that makes any sense. But on that note, if you like this episode, new episodes of the podcast are currently only coming out on Thursday. And if you want to hear more, definitely subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app, your podcast app of choice. Five star reviews, I think, are well deserved, but you be the judge and be sure to write something. Just like write something. Just write something for people to me- read because I'll probably read it. And if you leave a review on, on iTunes, I will definitely read it. But on that note, I have been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio. And I will talk to you next Thursday.